0: Welcome to Nine Points, Started with a Dream podcast. Our goal is to showcase the stories of the athletes and the community that supports them by being authentic about their journey. Here's your host, Jacoby Gillum. Hey guys, welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jacoby Gillum. This episode we have Kristen Monks and um, her journey is one that's relatable, you know, in the sense of. It's just about not giving up. You know, she was cut from teams. She's now, she's a national team member. She played professionally. She'd gone to Olympic qualifiers. And because she kept seeing that about progress, you know, each year, how can I get better? Each year, can I get one step closer to achieving, you know, my dream? So it's a great journey here that we can all kind of learn and take some value from. So let's get to it. So, so Kristen, the question that everyone that comes on is, um, when you're younger as an athlete, what was like your bigger dream and goal you wanted to achieve?
1: When I was young, yeah, I don't even know if I had the dream that I was going to be a professional volleyball player, professional athlete. Uh, I kind of grew up in a, a very athletic family. And so sports was just always a part of our lifestyle. I never really knew like in, initially it was like I'll grow up and eventually I'll be like a teacher or a firefighter and that was kind of like the thoughts like go through school get a job and so like national team and pro wasn't uh, my initial thought and then probably like high school I started thinking about it and kind of seeing other athletes in that role and my both my parents were kind of part of the national team as well but it still wasn't really a thought that i could be there um and so kind of going into college i probably i think i had a couple of people put bugs in my ears of pro and national team and that's when i was like that would be pretty fun like i could <laughs> i could go do that <laughs> yeah and so it was but it was probably a little yeah my provincial teams and different club teams that I was part of in high school. I didn't necessarily make those teams right away. And it wasn't, uh, wasn't discouraged. Like it sucked at the time, just hearing that I wasn't gonna make that first team, like first team Alberta team. And then it was kind of, well, I'll go play another sport right now. And then if that is something that I wanna do, then I'll kind of go back into it.
0: So for so your parents were national members, and you sort of think, like, it was a possibility early on?
1: Uh, No. Like, I thought it was just kind of, yeah, something that they did. And it wasn't, yeah, my mom, like, they weren't, they kind of both quit just before the year they were going to make the Olympics. And so I wouldn't say in Canada, like, right when I was growing up, like, the national team was, like, this huge thing which I feel like that is starting to change within Canadian culture is that like the national team is a big deal like it is like you earn a spot on the national team
0: the maple leaf you know got to rock the rock maple leaf
1: exactly yeah <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so so when you have to high school you know you started seeing you know more athletes You kind of got, got a little bug of like I can do this what, what was, like, your process on, I guess, on, on how to become, you know, better or how to, I guess, achieve that next level of success in your, in your sport?
1: Uh, So probably grade 10 or 11, my parents kind of sat us down and they said that you had to choose a sport. Right? All my sisters and I, we played, like, every sport we could from like, school sports. We played hockey and they kind of just sat us down and they said, okay, like, if you do want to pursue a sport, you need to pick the sport you want to play, and kind of just, like, focus your time and energy into that sport, and I kind of thought, I was like, oh, like, I could play basketball or hockey, and then, but volleyball is, like, my whole family played volleyball, and I never, I don't think it was ever really a question, but I was like, well, I do have this the chance to make a decision, so, but it was for sure volleyball, and uh, yeah, probably grade eleven. We still played school sports, but outside of school, we started driving into the city. I'm from a small town an hour east of Calgary, and so my I have a twin sister, and we both would drive into the city for kind of a higher level club team. So yeah, we would drive four times, four times a week in for practices and stuff. And that was kind of like our, like the big change of like pursuing, like knowing what it kind of takes to pursue a higher level. And that was kind of like the first little step into it.
0: What a hockey, you know, hockey, hockey big in Canada?
1: It is, but I actually don't think I was that good at hockey. <laughs> I like to think I was good at the time, but
0: <laughs> Definitely. So so I know like in the States, you know, we we always think high school then college, you know. So for you was it just like high school than university? And then it was just like do you have like did you have like have like a dream school you wanted to go to? Uh,
1: so my parents and my older sisters kind of they both or all four of them went to UFC and they played volleyball there as well. And so that was a thought, which i um, sorry, that's university of Calgary. And that's a uh, kind of like the club that I was playing for. That was kind of like the feeder into the university of Calgary. And so I think that was a thought. And then when we kind of got into our grade 12 year, that wasn't really an option for either my twin or I. So we, started thinking about other schools and for me like the only thought so we have college and then university we have the college league and then the university league and the university league is a higher level Mm. of volleyball and athletics and so my sis, my thought was like there's no way i'm going to college like it was the only thought was university like i'm going out of high school i'm going straight to university because like that's the highest level and Actually, I didn't get a lot of offers out of un- or out of high school I was yeah, like it was pretty disappointing yeah. to be I got a couple college offers, but the universities that I wanted to go to they just had a full roster, and there wasn't a libero spot, so I was like, oh man, like what am i what am I going to do like I don't want to go to one of the lower universities, and so I had a coach uh, contact me from the college, the ACAC uh, league, and he said, like, we would love to have you a part of the team, and I was like, "Ah." like, I can't go to college, (laughs) like, no, (laughs) but then it was kind of just, like, my, that was my thought at first, and then, like, kind of sat down with this coach, and I said, I was like, my goal is to go to university and college isn't necessarily that spot and he's just like we'll get you to that to university and if you want to come to play for me like i'll do anything you um anything we can to get you to that spot and so it just there's something that just switched in my mind and i was like you're right like I'll come play for you. And he was this, he, um, this coach also played for the national team. So I think he kind of got where my mind was at. And he, so I signed with Medicine Hat College. And I was like, okay, I'm only going there for a year. And then after that year, I'm going to play uh, CIS volleyball. And then I just loved it. And I loved the team and the city that I was living in and I was learning so much I was getting playing time and just like gaining that experience for um like leadership that I don't think I would have like looking back now it's easy for me to just like see that but at the time I was just like in this environment where I was growing so much and so the first year I stayed uh in Medicine Hat at the college and then I decided to stay a second year and I was kind of uh, left side libero in my first year of college and then switching into my second year I was just a libero and then just focusing going into CIS I took that role and like yeah even the college university going to university still wasn't easy.
0: So so at your starting the journey, what was like your, your drive, you know, that amazed you to say, I'm going to, I'm going to keep going for this goal to get in the university.
1: Uh, yeah. I'd like to say I was blissfully ignorant. I was <laughs> gonna, like when I got cut from these teams and like these dreams that I had, I had my family and this support that like, that's what I was just surrounded by. And they had gone to university and my parents had gone to university. So it was just always like, that's what I'm going to do. And it, I started like getting cut from the team and I was saying it like, it was disappointing at the time, but I was just in this like mindset of like, well, this is the path I'm on. And like, I'm like, I have, I'm having fun and I'm working hard. And like, that was the mindset that I had, that it was, it didn't matter kind of if I had to be like rerouted a little bit like that was going to be my and so it didn't just because a coach told me at that time that I wasn't good enough I wasn't just gonna change my path completely like I wasn't just gonna give up like that in my mind just wasn't an option it was just like oh like I'll Come, I'll come around this way, and I'll, <laughs> I'll get there eventually.
0: <laughs> I think for me, when I was cut, like back like in college, it was it was like an ego thing for me, because it was like the first time a coach told me, like literally, that I wasn't good enough on a team, and and that like burned a hole in me, because it was just real life. I was almost embarrassed because it was all my friends that come here. I know that I wasn't good enough. Like people on campus, to know that I wasn't good enough. So for me, it was, it was almost like soul searching.
1: Totally, totally. And were you? like did you get back onto it like did you make the team again or what was your mindset after that
0: I made I made the team my sophomore year so for me it was almost like made me work harder I think I think I was almost kind of like going into it like not cocky but just like knowing like and like back home I was good like in high school I mean college was good too right and that freshman year college is it's a beast and I was like ooh. I can't eat hot school every day. I can't, I can't eat all. I can't eat all the Chick Fil A and, and still be good at good at sports. So let me figure <laughs> out the <this> nutrition stuff.
1: <laughs> you made little changes.
0: <laughs> little tweak. Little tweaks.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> so we're here. So university is still the goal. But how did it feel when you got to I guess make that happen?
1: Uh, really cool. Like, um, yeah, it wasn't. It didn't feel like I had made it yet just because coming out of uh college I it was kind of decision between with my twin sister and I she was already at Trinity Western and it was kind of that decision to go play with her or another university and it was kind of at the time was just whatever is the best opportunity for volleyball wise um like where I would get some like potential playing time or like be a part of a good program. And so it did come down to two universities. And then so at Trinity Western, the coach did, I ended up going to Trinity Western and getting to finish my three years, my degree at Trinity Western with my twin sister. So that's awesome. Like, yeah, that's for sure one of my highlights of my career is getting to play and be a part of like this amazing program with my sister.
0: Are you two like competitive each other?
1: Uh we are, but yeah. we're competitive. Like thankfully we're different positions. But <laughs> yeah. what is she uh, she's a setter.
0: Better, okay.
1: Yeah. And she uh, yeah, we were super supportive of each other as well. So we lived together in my three years of being at Trinity and yeah, it was for sure, like, the university experience, just with the community that was built, and the team, and just the system that that coach ran was, like, amazing to be a part of, so for sure, that was uh, a highlight, and I don't think, same thing, like, being a part of that, just kind of was the cherry on top of Making it to that spot.
0: going from point where you were, but there's still like this national team dream, you know? Like, was that still, did you still think like this is still possible?
1: Yeah, okay. I, so, when I was in college, I had a teammate, Megan Naj, who's now, she was part of the beach national team. She uh, was on part of like that little circuit. And, uh, wasn't at the time but in my second year it was we had these like talks and she just had this dream that she was gonna be on the national team like she worked from every angle to be she would have a goal in her mind and she's like I'm gonna be there and I didn't necessarily have the goal like I'm gonna be on the national team but like watching her and like being same thing like having that support and that person pushing you it was like oh I'm gonna be on the national team too and so second year of college I think we decided like we're gonna go to the national team tryout and we didn't necessarily think we were gonna make the team but we were going into this trial like we're gonna take something away from this trial and we're gonna work our butts off and like see what happens and so we kind of just like left everything out on this on the floor like we met awesome people or it was just like soaking whatever the coaches said to you you were like okay absolutely like I'll do that and so I think that was kind of like my first real taste of like I can be like I can be on the national team and we got I think we got cut that both got cut that year yeah and then the second year was kind of like the same thing where I felt like I actually had a chance like going from like college and then being in the university league. And I got on the, I worked my way onto a starting spot my first year of university. And that was kind of like that feeling of getting what I learned from college and applying it in university. And I'm like, ah, like, I want to keep going. Like, I want to see like how far I can go with my volleyball. Like if I've learned this much in short of time like how much more how much better can I get and so like that was like the next step of like I'm gonna do this like I'm gonna be part of the national team but it just started with like not having the expectations that I was gonna make the team but it was like I can make the team like if I put everything I can into it.
0: So for you you kind of you kind of saw it as like a level so like yeah. each each year you're like alright if I get to this level I'll be one step closer to getting it and then if I get to this level I'll get another closer and like eventually you'll get get to get to the door that you need to open but you like knew no, you like you just like mom to keep you know this trajectory you know up right?
1: totally yeah totally and it like I I think the year that I thought I was gonna make it where I was like huh, yeah. like I am I'm good like <laughs> um, I got cut. And I was just like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, okay, well, that wasn't totally like my, my plan. So I was uh like disappointed. Um, once again. And but the coaches were like, We see like potential, or like we see, we know you're good, but we need to see this from you. And so there wasn't a spot on the team at that year. And then yeah, after that year, I just felt like I was still getting better. I'm like, okay, I'm like going back and I worked on what the coaches told me to do. And I grew that part of my game. And so then I came back and like the next year I made the team.
0: So how how many many times were you cut?
1: I was cut.
0: Or how many years? Twice. Yeah. So it was third time the charm.
1: Yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah.
0: So, so, so say there's some some kid listening right now that has you know this national team dream, or say they have this high school team dream, what college may, what dream, whatever it may be. What, what advice would you tell them on just to keep keep going, you know, even in the midst of temporary failures, to keep pursuing their dream because it's, it's all possible.
1: Yeah, I think if uh, they have that dream as a athlete now and. If they're doing, if they're putting in the work to get to that point, then I think you're on the right step. And just because somebody closes a door, just like one coach closes a door, doesn't mean that that dream is over. Like, I think every coach that you come across has like some sort of advice or something to push you along or and you can take that as you want you can take that as like a negative or a positive when I got cut from a team and a coach was like like yeah you're not good enough I was like okay like I'm not good enough right now but like I'll show you that I am good enough or I'm going to be good enough and so like maybe he was right that I wasn't good enough at that time but it wasn't just gonna close that or cancel those dreams for, in my mind.
0: I'm hyped right now. I wanna go, I wanna be an now, cause I'm. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I'll go back too. <laughs>
0: it's,
1: easy, it's easy to say it right now, but uh, at the time, like it is hard. Like if I'm to put myself back in those shoes of like little Kristen like I didn't get it at that time. And I'm I love reflecting on it now. But at that time it wasn't just like this easy roller coaster or like this easy roller coaster that I'm talking about right now. Like it was for sure tough and I'm yeah, pumped on my career, even like the ups and downs. And now I can kind of like piece it together, was like, okay, like that's helped me. That's helped me along the way. Like that made me better athlete.
0: It's almost like looking back and thinking like, dang, I'm 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 pretty cool. I'm I'm pretty dope though the way I, I kind of made it happen, right? Yes and no. (laughs) (laughs) There's different takes. All right. I I respect that. Once you made it, you know, was it it like, yo, um, I'm now a national team member. I'm now, I've achieved this goal. Then, did like, like, did like a new goal come or is it almost just, all right, we're we're good?
1: Uh, No, the, for sure, the learning like never stopped for me. It was just like, every teammate that I got to be play with and coaches it was always like okay like what can I learn like what can I learn from them like how can I be a better teammate and I think that was somebody asked me like what's been like the biggest um, change or throughout from like the beginning of your national team career to the end of your national team career and I think it's been like my leadership and like the experience that I got from the years of playing was I came in as this wide-eyed athlete and I was just like, okay, like, what like what can I learn? What can I learn? And then actually getting to be a more like, experienced player and an older player, I've like taken those things and I've been able to be like a better teammate and more of a leader rather than just a follower. I've been able to, yeah, actually feel like I like play a role in the team that I'm with and it's like whatever role I'm given like I put everything into that role would be like my biggest thing
0: so so with your with your national team journey what 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 is the most memorable game that that you that you have or your, 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 your most memorable moment that you that you have
1: man I have so many uh like whole reel just went through my head. (laughs) Uh, This, I'll say just like my most recent one was the Olympic qualifier. Um, I made the A team when I was leaving university. I was kind of deciding if I wanted to go play pro or if I should just hop into a career right away and That summer that I was kind of deciding, I was contacted by the coach at the time, and he said, we just had a spot open up on the national team, and I would love it if you would come um, try out. We're going into an Olympic, the last chance Olympic qualifier in Mexico, and I was like, okay, I was like, let me think about it. Literally, I think I hung up and then called him back. And I was like, yeah, no, like, when do you need me? (laughs) And he was like, how, like, how soon can you come? And it was like three days. So I was in Winnipeg within three days of that phone call. And I had kind of like a mini tryout and kind of like made the team. And I felt so young. This was my fifth year. And at the time in my, like playing university, I felt like an old player. And then I made the got the call and I was playing with the senior team, the national team. And I was kind of in this trial and it was like, can I hold my own with all these older girls? And I had a couple girls just like kind of take me under their wing and they're like, you can do this. Like you deserve to be here. And I was like, oh my gosh, like, okay. So I just like, same thing, worked my butt off and whatever role I was given at that time, then I was like, okay, like, I'm just going to be the best that I can at that time and so I've got to go to the Olympic qualifier in 2016 in Mexico with the senior team and I maybe stepped on the court for like one point I think it was almost just like the coach didn't have timeouts left so he's like well we don't need a sub for the libero so just switch up and then (laughs) switch them back but I was like whatever like I'm on (laughs) <laughs> and I think it was just, like, a, a little switch for the team. But I didn't necessarily believe, like, that we were going to make the Olympics. I Like, with that team, I was like, okay, like, we are going to make this team because, like, that's what they were saying. But I didn't get to be a part of, like, that Olympic journey with them. And so fast forward, like, to now in January when we went – for that olympic qualifier it was our the last chance in the dominican and i wholeheartedly believed that we were going to make it to the olympics and we had like everything kind of like lined up we had been training and we had worked the past four years like for this moment and it just yeah it i really believed with the squad that we had like we just had the tools to Uh, make the olympics and so i think that whole moment of just like okay like we can do this we can do this and kind of having that disappointment where we didn't necessarily perform when we needed to and yeah like it was disappointing for sure but that would be the most recent memory of like this yeah this is this sucks yeah we put four years of work into trying to make it to the Olympics and it didn't happen.
0: So I guess going on that then in, in your mindset what what makes it different from, you know, getting cut from your other teams? Like like do you still have that same mindset of saying like, all right, we're gonna bounce back and gonna make this now?
1: Yeah. Um I think the only difference is now is yeah, <laughs> just tough question. Uh, yeah, I think it is more just like the a, a long-term thought of like, can I put, do I want to put four more years into making the Olympic dream happen? And yeah, it's really hard to work. And I know there's other athletes that have worked way longer to make it to the Olympics, but yeah, I have been part of the national team for eight years now. so it is that decision of like if I want to make it happen, then I will have to put in another four years and I'm not sure if I'm ready to I'm not closing that door right now, but kind of just like evaluating how things
0: Cause it's like so for you, is it almost like just continuing just just your pro journey? Yes. Or just kind of just hanging up jersey jer- and jer- all, and just you know live that get that next chapter of of Tristan's life.
1: Yeah, uh, that is the decision. I think it would be currently I won't be taking a pro contract. Like I've just decided that it is like time for me just to start thinking of what I want to do. But I'm not closing like the national team door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I and just making that decision right now don't want to fully announce my retirement but (laughs) that like I am thinking which route I want to take right now
0: you never retire you know like Michael Jordan you know he he had a few years off he played played from golf and came back you know true
1: (laughs) (laughs) so that's what I'm thinking right now (laughs) no but if I do decide to stick with the national team then I would I don't think I would go play pro but I would see like being in Calgary right now can I make it possible to be like the best that I can be and I if I don't believe that I can do that then I think that's when I would have to hang up the shoes
0: definitely, <laughs> definitely. and and, and to, to to like what like with like everything going on it's kind of safer to be be like kind of like in less travel right so it's almost like a well,
1: yeah. in that way in a sense yeah it is a such an interesting year to be yeah. yeah traveling and everything but i do have a few teammates that have already gone overseas so leagues are going forward, going forward. yeah very cool yeah so, and i i'm i feel like i'm missing traveling and going to play pro but yeah
0: what what's been your best spot that, that you played at uh or that you enjoyed the most i would say uh
1: there's like pieces yeah pieces of each country that i've been in that i've absolutely loved like i loved being in the philippines and i had filipinos or or the teammates that i had are awesome and then the fans are crazy the philippines like that was a really cool part where it was like i am like I'm a star on the team and they're like, yeah, they didn't really care how you performed. They still just like loved who you were. (laughs) So like that was a fun environment to play in. But I'd say my last year in Finland, the culture there, I just loved being a part of that. I lived in a small town in the north of Finland called Kusumo and it was, yeah, I just loved it. Being in a small town, I'm from a small town, so I felt like I was more myself and which just like helped me perform better on the court as well.
0: I done some research for for, for the interview and I saw this video, I think it was like a PSL, I think they called it, right?
1: Oh my gosh, (laughs) the interviews. I also, getting to this point, like that's also been a growth for me. The beginning of Medicine Hat, my interviews, I could barely say where I was from. Like there's probably a blooper reel out there that has me like stuttering or not even being able to say I was from Standard, like where I grew up. (laughs) And then PSL, I had so many interviews, same same kind of thing where I was like, I am so uncomfortable doing this interview right now.
0: (laughs) Man hosting the podcast, like like episode one, I was like, Should we do this? I was, I was, I was like, I couldn't say like one sentence there, which is bad. So, I feel you on that whole.
1: <laughs> you got the growth That's
0: the gross, you know. Got the, I got got the edits on on Apple right now, so they're always gonna be public domain. So, hopefully <laughs> it'll haunt me one day.
1: Kind <laughs> of right You can see how far you've come. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, I got to do One more question for you, then. So, if you could give, if you can go back in time and talk to the younger you, what what, what advice would would you give yourself about the journey ahead?
1: Tell yeah, I would tell little Kristen that, <laughs> um, kind of just like take it all in, like the people that you meet and the coaches that you come across. Like you have something to learn from everybody, and just because those, like, you will have disappointments and you're going to have, like, triumph that enjoy, like, all of it and take something from each of those experiences.
0: Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. All right. So I want to start, like, like a jersey wall with all my guests. So, so how do I get a, a Kirsten Monk's National Team jersey?
1: You just uh, send me your address. I probably have one or two.
0: <laughs> oh, snap. Okay. Cool. <laughs> awesome. And then the last question for you, before let you go. Where are you at social media wise? And people can kind of find more about you and your journey and what you're up to next.
1: Uh, I can't say my Instagram is always up to date, but probably at Kristen Monks. Okay. Find me there. Yep.
0: Awesome. Kristen it's been great talking with you and learning about your story you know and I think its I think people are gonna listen to your story they're gonna get inspired because it's about like just like not giving up you know and I think you were cut you at first you didn't really think you were gonna play sports you know for everything you're like hey I can do this I'm pretty good so I think it's a relatable story for
1: sure. For sure and it's the that- I feel like a lot of it came from my community and the support I had. And so just finding those right people that kind of motivate you and support you through all that.
0: If that, if that twin power, right?
1: Totally. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was super helpful.
0: Wanna shout her out?
1: Yeah, Lauren Monks, at Lauren Monks.
0: <laughs> at Lauren Monks, you'd MVP. we we'll yeah. the co- the co-MVP.
1: <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Thanks so much for having me on. Uh, thank you. Well, enjoy the rest of your day. Talk to you yeah. later. You as well. Yo, thanks for listening to this episode of the Nine Point Started with a Dream podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please comment, share, leave a review. We would love to hear your thoughts. You can find more athlete-driven content at ninepoint.com. Till the next episode, you're only one opportunity away. Peace.